Our gospel lesson this morning is taken from the gospel according to John chapter 11, beginning in verse 28. Hear now a reading of the good news. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and quickly go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he have opened the eyes of the blind, have kept this man from dying? And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, and again, thank you for choosing to worship with us this morning in this virtual platform. This morning, we are here on the unfinished portion of 158, uh, where east should meet west. It just doesn't quite get there yet. Um, it is a... Uh, it's an unusual thing to stand here in the middle of an unfinished road. I didn't realize it would feel quite like this, but um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great image for me to think about this um, passage we've just read in our sermon series that we have, have entered into, this sermon series called Community. And, you know, last week we talked about um, sharing worship together and what it means to bring ourselves continually and wholly uh, to God and to one another, bringing all of our strengths and our weaknesses, bringing all of our best and all of our worst so that we can be encouraged and can encourage one another in our worship of God and as we serve one another. That's a great image for us to, can, to think about what it means to be a community and to, and to worship God, the one true God. This morning we're talking about sharing grief as a community and, and here in the middle of this unfinished road is a great for us to think about how how the road doesn't quite finish how a life and opportunities and hopes and dreams and plans sometimes don't go as planned or as hoped they stop and when we find ourselves in the, at the edge of the road of an unfinished road or end of an unfinished path we can't help but ask ourselves what if what if the road continued? What if the plan continued? What if the dreams were fulfilled? What if all of the potential was realized? And we see that here in this road, and we can see that in life. We can see it when we, and experience it when we lose friends and family members to death. We can experience it as we lose relationships to brokenness and and alienation. We can see it in experience when we lose jobs and careers and, and life is just upended and upheaval and things seem unfinished and things seem to just stop. And so I want us to have this image of an unfinished road in our minds 
as we think about grief, as we, as a community of faith, share our grief together. You know, when I was growing up in Tallahassee in the 1970s and into the 1980s, there was a, a developer there, his name was Bailey, and Bailey was working on a, uh, had this incredible dream and a plan for this um, large development, neighborhood residential development called Falls Chase. And Falls Chase was located on the east side of Tallahassee and it had this huge, I mean, magnificent brick sign that just spelled out Falls Chase there on the edge of US 90. And um, that sign and the entrance to Falls Chase was there for 10, 20 years. And there were roads cut in and there were wooden bridges that were planted over creeks. There were um, plans for water and sewage and utilities and all the infrastructure needed to be a complete and kind of almost isolated, a full service uh, development. But because of scandals and lawsuits and bankruptcies and changes in ownership and all kinds of stuff. Falls Chase ended up being an overgrown series of roads and cul-de-sacs with only three or four brick homes that were built and eventually were abandoned and now lie in ruin. And now it's been, has changed ownership numerous times. And that development just came to a stop. 20 or 25 years of planning and working and, and trying to get this thing up and going and it just stopped. And kind of like this road. There was like a veil that was there between what they were working on and what they wanted to see and what was actual, what could be realized what was on the other side, the future, and the hope of the developers. And that's the way it is for us. That's the way it is on, a, on an unfinished road. That's the way it is on an unfinished life when we encounter loss. When we encounter death, we experience it and sense it deeply. We have this story in the John chapter 11 where Mary and Martha have reached out to Jesus as he's traveling and teaching and healing and, and presenting the good news, the gospel, that the Word has been made flesh and has come to live among us and, and that the Word is the light and the light will never be overcome, not by the darkness. And they've reached out to Jesus. You know, as Jesus was traveling and making his way to Jerusalem, um, Mary and Martha reached out to him. And they said, if you will come and be with us and be with our brother who has fallen deathly ill, maybe you can heal him. Maybe you can lay your hands on him. Maybe you can pray for him. Maybe he won't die. But Jesus, upon hearing the word of his friend's illness, delays. He delays several days. And then finally, when he, when he arrives in Bethany, where they lived, um, the sisters come out to greet him and they ask him, um, Basically, where were you? If you had been here, he would not have died. He, is, he's been, he, he has died. Four days ago, he has died. But Jesus stands with them. And as 
Mary and Martha have these exchanges with Jesus, he experiences their grief as well. When the sisters come out, the, the mourners, those who are there with the sisters who are, are grieving and mourning with them, to be this community of support, to let them have a healthy grief, go with, with her to meet Jesus out in the, in the road. And he tells her, just take me to where you've laid him. Take me to his tomb. Take me to where you've buried him. And that's when they begin to push back and say, Jesus, it's been four days. And the gospel writer probably points this out because there was a, there was a belief in some circles that the soul could come back to the body within three days. But on the fourth day, the soul was now forever removed for the body. And so maybe the gospel writer wants us, to, wants us to understand that this is a real death, that there was no uh, reviving, there was no chance that he was unconscious, that he was certainly dead. But Jesus says, take me to the tomb. And when he sees their grief and he, and he sees the sisters weeping and grieving. He himself, we are told, is greatly disturbed and begins to weep. And maybe we can take from Jesus' experience of, of grief is, is that he is sharing his grief and their grief. That grief is real. That loss is real. The change is real. And that there are broken roads. There are unfinished roads in life. And Mary and Martha were standing in the middle of one. And Jesus stood there with them and grieved with them because He knew, even as God, as the, as the Word made flesh, who comes to live with us, among us, comes to live our experience, to know and to understand what it means to be human, to be human. And what it means, a part of being human, is loss and change and grief. And maybe when we find ourselves in the middle of one of these broken roads, maybe we just need to stand there with those who are grieving, those who mourn, those who have experienced loss and just grieve. Just weep with those who weep. Mourn with those who mourn. The story obviously goes on and, and they take Jesus to the tomb and Jesus calls Lazarus out of the tomb. And, and they're, they're kind of stunned. Everyone there who's watching is stunned and amazed when Lazarus comes out and Jesus tells those who were there, the bystanders, those who were witnessing as spectators, to unbind him and let him go because death no longer bound Lazarus. That was on the other side of the broken road. So maybe as, as, a, as a community of faith, maybe as Christians... When we share grief together, 
we share it differently than those who do not have faith, those who do not know Jesus, those who do not embrace and hold on to the faith in Jesus Christ because we have hope beyond our grief. We have hope beyond death. Our grief is not with despair, but there's something on the other side. You know, in Tallahassee, about 10 or 15 years ago, a developer bought a big piece of property there on the east side of Tallahassee, and it was all part of Falls Chase development. And now it's called Falls Chase Village. It's a huge retail and residential development. There's a, a Bass Pro Shop there. There's a Costco there. There's restaurants. There's apartment buildings. There's houses being built all in what was once a broken road, has now found new life, new vitality, a thriving community. One that was probably not imagined by Bailey and the first developers of Falls Chase. And for us, when we as Christians stand in this broken road of life and we look forward into this veil of the unknown, the unknown of the future, even in the midst of loss and grief, that there we can, we can live and look with hope. That even on the other side of this veil, the, the, there is a future, a future that we may not be able to imagine. But when the road is completed, the future will be good because God is good. And maybe that's what we can learn from this passage and the experience of a broken road is that one day this road will be completed and east will meet west. And one day on the other side of whatever we're grieving, whatever we've lost, there is something good waiting for us as faithful Christians. It may not be what we imagine or what we would have thought we would want. But because we know God is good, our future will be good. And in that, we can rest our hope as a community of faith who shares grief together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.